Welcome to both Success and Integrity with Bessie Graham, a podcast dedicated to established business leaders like you, ready to bring more meaning into your life in a way that strengthens rather than threatens the financial stability of your business. I'm your host, Bessie Graham. I've worked with business owners, governments, and large funding bodies like the United Nations for over 20 years to bring doing good and making money back together. So let's unpack why you don't have to choose between experiencing success or having integrity in your life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about something that I call the two camps trap. At the heart of the conversation, we still have the component around the desired transition that I'm wanting you to make as a business leader into that both and mindset that I'm always talking to you about. And the reason why I want to start here before we go into the two camps trap is simply that we need to remind ourselves that for too long we have seen the pursuit of these two concepts of doing good and making money as being mutually exclusive. If we are going to create these win-win business models that don't require us to compromise on either side of the equation, then what that requires is a shift. And the shift is to what I call a both-and mindset. To refresh your memory, the simplest way to explain both-and is just to think of it as the acceptance that two things can be equally true. So it is embracing and starting to sit with the idea that everything doesn't have to be simple, clean, black and white, but that two things that may seem contradictory can be equally true. So rather than seeing doing good and making money as being incompatible, or trying to do both of them but have them in these disconnected silos, what we are seeking to do here is to bring those back together into an integrated approach. So we're not wanting to stay in the world that says, okay, we're going to seek to make money over here on the commercial side and then actively give back over here on the philanthropic or charitable side. We are looking for integration and we're looking to not simply have both things present, but have them present together. When we weave these two concepts back together and when it's actually your core business that is the driver here, it's the core business, the way you make decisions, the way you treat people, how you spend money in the business. When you can have those things operating in a way that allows you to feel proud and to have that sense of contribution, 
then that approach, rather than it being just through the donation of a percentage of profit, the approach that has core business at the heart is going to lead to you running a better business and living a more purposeful life. I want to pause there and just call out something that might be coming up in you. If as I talk about these ideas, you are thinking, ah, you know, this is really talking about soft skills, then you've kind of missed the point. Because these approaches that push this kind of conversation into being soft can often become quite gendered, where there is an assumption that doing good is feminine, that it is about charitable and philanthropic work, and that can be put in a gendered box. Whereas then on the other side, we have the gendered box that is making money. It's about, it's masculine, it's about business, it's about being hard. That kind of approach is simply a reflection of limited thinking rather than a reflection of reality. And it's still going back into that either or mindset that we're trying to push away from. So if as you listen today and you think through these components and you're starting to grapple with what doing good might look like in your business, if you find yourself going into any of that gendered language, I really encourage you to name it for what it is rather than to just let it sit there. Uh, without being named and without being conscious. So, I paused to, to bring up that aspect around if there was language coming up around something being soft or gendered. The reason I did that is to highlight that this shift that I'm talking about is actually no small thing. Because if you were to take a bit of an audit to track and look at where it is that you are pouring the bulk of your time and energy and also to look at where it is that your future financial well-being is tied up, I'm pretty confident that that's going to be dominated by your business. So the question then is, well, why would you not explore how to gain more alignment and meaning through your business? So that it's not just about making money to do good, but it's making money while doing good. The the ultimate framing of that as a win-win is what is important here. Because what I am not doing is suggesting that you turn away from the commercial side or that meaning and purpose can only come through deprivation and poverty. I'm not saying that. But I'm equally saying to you that there are a whole bunch of reasons why you would add this type of thinking in that will not only strengthen the business, but will also give you longevity and well-being in the process while you run the race that is business, ownership, and leadership. 
So it is time to stop chasing profit and purpose separately because the real opportunity comes when you chase them together. That is where you create the win-win and where it becomes apparent in your own business that you can do good and make money. With that framing and that reminder about the centrality and focus on this mindset shift towards having a both and mindset, I want to talk to you about the two camps trap. Part of why the two camps trap is an important thing to understand is that it helps you get clearer on what I mean when I talk about looking for how to do good inside your business. Because I say that a lot and I understand that you might be kind of thinking, what is this woman talking about? So I'm going to dig into it to help avoid the common trap of the two camps. And where I see this play out is often when we have these conversations, business leaders will really quickly jump to, you know, either agreeing or disagreeing with me, but they haven't yet fully understood or appreciated the subconscious beliefs that they've taken on around both the role of business and also where doing good takes place. And this is what I call the two camps trap. So for decades, we have been programmed to put doing good and making money into two different camps. The approach sees the role of business being to focus on making money and treats doing good as being external to the business. So if your response to doing good and making money, when you hear me talk about that, is to think about how can you make as much money as you possibly can using your business? And then how do you give away as much money as you can through donations to charities or through setting up a foundation? If that's where your mind automatically goes, then you are seeing doing good as happening outside the business rather than seeking to bring it inside the business. And so that approach, that way of thinking is the external camp. The alternative that I'm offering you is to instead look for the opportunities to make a positive difference with the everyday decisions that you're already making in your core business activities. That is the internal camp or what I'm talking about when I say doing good inside the business. I'm going to show you a little graphic just to explain this more. So if you're not watching the video, if you're just listening on audio, I will put the, the graphic up on my social media so you can have a look at it there. But what you'll see is that in this graphic, there are the kind of the playing out happens of what the two camps look like. On the left-hand side, you have the external camp, and here you will see an empty business model, which is representing the different parts that make up your business. In this approach, you're looking at your business as simply producing and delivering a product or service to your customers 
and working hard to ensure that you're doing that in a way that is bringing in more money than it takes to operate. You'll then see just outside that business model canvas is a circle that's labelled good. And this is referencing your ability to use the profits from the business or the donation of your time to contribute in ways outside your business. So that's the external camp and it's where most people live. On the right-hand side, if you look at the, the graphic again, we have the internal camp. That's where you'll find me sitting around the campfire with a cup of tea, telling stories and doing my best to convince and explain to business leaders why they should be setting up camp over here. Now, what you'll notice if you look at this graphic for the internal camp is that good has made its way back inside the business. And it's now sitting in the business model. So individual parts of the business, things like the customer segments, the value proposition, the key activities, the cost structures, these parts of your business model are now stamped with a big tick to symbolize that they are actively contributing and being used to have a positive impact on people the planet, and your profits. So I want you to get to a place as you work through this both-end mindset and as you learn how to bring doing good back inside your business with this internal camp, I want you to get to a place where the donation of profits or the establishment of a foundation or any other approach that sees doing good only taking place external to the business, even if it's enabled by it, that type of approach needs to become the icing on the doing good cake rather than being the cake itself. It's a nice to have, it's a bonus, it's not the main game. To push this point a little bit more and to get you to think about your business, I want you to imagine for a moment that a spell is cast on your business and it is never going to make a profit again. Instead, all it's ever going to do is break even. Now, if you can conceptualize a business model That means that just by operating your core business activities, you make the world a better place. Then you have identified that focus for your version of doing good inside your business. The exercise, the thought exercise of just pausing on the need for profit is a helpful one because It forces your mind to come back to those core business activities and to really ask yourself, if that's all I could do, would I have made the world a better place? Have I made that contribution? So never fear, the spell is not real. We are going to be able to get you to the place where you have a profitable business model. But that thought experiment is helpful just to test whether the concept of looking for opportunities to do good inside the business has really sunk in for you. 
So you might need a bit more time after you've listened to this to sit with that a little bit more and to flesh out either by yourself or with your team what that might look like for you. But use that thought experiment if that helps you unpack it a little bit more. When you first started listening to this episode, were you still thinking about doing good and making money in two categories with good sitting external to your business? If you were, it's totally fine. Like I mentioned before, most people are thinking that way. But I'm hoping that by us pausing for a moment to unpack what I mean by doing good inside your business, I hope that's helped reframe in your mind and can help to continue to prompt you and challenge your thinking as you tune in and draw out what doing good might look like in your business. The other piece I want you to remember is that doing good looks different for each of us. There is no one answer. There is no one business model. My goal in sharing this information with you, in having these conversations, is not to make you believe what I believe or care about what I care about, but it is about giving you a different perspective and then the tools to draw out and create clarity so that you can bring to life the ideas and the work in ways that make sense and are meaningful for you. I'd love for you to pause for a moment and just sit with the idea that how you make money matters. Just sit with that. So often what we are focusing on, what we are judged or assessed by, is what comes after. So what are we doing with that money? Now that is important. But if you listen to my framing of that that question or that idea, I'm saying I want you to think about the fact that how you make money matters. The language there is not either or. It's not saying forget about what you do with it. How did you make it? It's simply saying let's bring that back in to our thinking and what we're taking into account as we start to have a broader sense of our own leadership, our own journey, and trying to have a more meaningful life and and having that sense of contribution through our business. I would venture to guess that there are already decisions that you're making inside your business that are driven from a really deep or aligned place on issues that you care about. Often the business leaders that I work with are just not conscious of those decisions. And so my guess is that it could be the same for you. And so starting to stop and ask these questions, starting to think about and be more intentional about the fact that how you make money matters and starting to map out what it might look like for you to do good inside your business 
can raise a bunch of discomfort because at first you may then suddenly think, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not doing any of this. So the piece that I want to just sit with and, and tell you a bit of a story about now is to just encourage you that potentially you're just not conscious of these decisions. One client that I worked with recently expressed how she used to feel really good about herself when the work that she was doing had this direct connection to changing things, advocating for justice and fairness, and was focused around women's representation and treatment in sport. So back then, her business was making hardly any money. But she felt a strong sense of purpose and of contribution. Now she was in this position where the business was growing, was making good money, and she was feeling a disconnect. As we spoke, not only was there this disconnect that she was able to express, but I could sense that there was actually this feeling of guilt in her. So as she told me that, you know, the way that she framed it was that business doesn't feel meaningful anymore. It doesn't feel like it used to. And then on top of that, she added in this interesting piece, which was she said, I feel lost. And I'm trying to connect to that old sense of purpose through pro bono work. So what I did as she spoke, I let her talk. I listened. I mapped out the different parts of what she was going through and, and the different aspects of her life, both personally and in business. You know, mapped it all out on the massive whiteboard. And as is always the case, themes and patterns started to emerge, many of them that she was too close to to be able to actually see them for herself. So I asked her some questions. I asked her questions about her clients and why they chose her. Then I asked why she chose them, you know, why she chose to pour herself and her considerable talent into their projects. What was interesting was that she came alive, telling me about her clients, the stories started to come. She talked to me about the incredible female scientist who was doing groundbreaking work around nutrition, health, healing, and wanting to support people to have healthy lives, longevity, and to feel a sense of abundance. She then spoke about a firm of female real estate agents that she was working with that were seeking to build the best firm in a male-dominated field. She spoke about a female financial expert who had gone all in on running financial courses to ensure that all women had access to quality financial education and that they could build up that financial independence and security in their lives so that they never had to stay in an unhealthy relationship because they lacked options 
or a savings buffer. So she was telling me these stories about her clients. She was coming alive. She was excited. She loved what they were doing and loved being part of it. But what was interesting was she was still embarrassed. So as she rattled these stories off, she said, "Uh, you know, I know that they're random. And she started to wonder out loud whether, you know, should, should I maybe start to focus more? Do I need to pick a niche? Because I've got all these random clients. So as I listened and, and looked at the map and thought about the themes that were emerging, I sort of had a little smile to myself and I asked her if I could share my observations. So I repeated back to her the way that she had originally described her work when it had felt purposeful and full of meaning. The way that she had valued playing a role in changing things that she saw as unjust and unfair. The way that she had fought so passionately to provide a platform for women in sport to become not only their best, but to compete and be recognised as equals, regardless of gender. I then pointed out to her that the clients that she has now, that were commercial clients, they were paying her good money to do quality work that in turn strengthened their results and impact in the world. And While they were all from different industries and they didn't fit in a neat box in terms of a niche, they absolutely had a thematic and that thematic was her exact passion. That thematic was her values in action. What had happened for her was that through assuming that well-paid commercial work was out of alignment and then feeling guilty because she no longer had the time to do the pro bono work to kind of even out the contribution. She had then created this narrative about being lost and no longer feeling that her business had meaning. But it was her unconscious acceptance of that external camp from the two camps example. So it was that approach where she was seeing good as not being able to be connected to making money. That was rendering her incapable of seeing the very real and aligned decisions that she was already making. So in her business, in terms of the clients she was and wasn't choosing to work with, she was already doing good through those core business activities. And all she needed to do was to tune in, double down, and really identify how to leverage her business model more to create even more of that win-win where she could create positive change for her customers 
and do that in a way that also generated the financial return for the business. So by learning to, as I said, tune in, double down to create that win-win, leverage the business model, and also then to tap into the competitive advantages that she was currently leaving on the table because it was unconscious. That combination is the shift that is possible for business leaders all around the world who in most instances have some kind of example like this that they're simply not conscious of and not making the most of. And so it is actually reducing their own satisfaction and energy generated through the business, but it is also leaving money on the table in terms of not tapping into those competitive advantages and driving a win-win business model. I'm curious to know what your version of my client's blind spot is. So what are the aspects of your business where there is a unique approach to doing good that you just haven't been explicit about? Can you identify one area where you are already making those decisions based on something that you care about or feel passionately about? If something has come into your mind, I really encourage you to just jot it down so that you don't forget because that can be the natural starting point. The last piece that I just want to leave you with as you think about this more following listening to the episode is that if you feel like you need a sounding board to just map out and help spot those versions of what doing good might look like in your business. If you, like the example I just gave, feel too close to your own business and your own activities to be able to spot those patterns, then head over to my website, bessiegraham.com, and just connect with me there. Shoot me a message. The piece I want to encourage you on is that I'm pragmatic. I'm not a purist. I am not going to guilt you into anything or encourage self-flagellation, but I will, with your permission, push you relentlessly and work that business model until we find the win-win. That piece is my unique gift that I can help you with. I am a bit old school in that my preference is always to work face-to-face with people. Don't let the face-to-face piece put you off if that's not something you're able to do at the moment because I, just in the last 12 months, have worked with people, established business leaders like you, in over a dozen countries so we can work something out. But the thing for you to think through is what are those blockers? What is preventing you from taking the next step? And often what you need in that is what I call a thinking partner, which is what I am for business leaders. So what I hope I have done for you today is simply to get you one step closer to becoming more tuned in to what was previously some of those unconscious beliefs around the two camps trap and 
as that one step closer has happened, my hope is that your both and mindset is beginning to stir and take hold for you. Because that mindset shift and uncovering what good looks like in your business is where this next chapter of your life and your business will begin. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to both success and integrity with Bessie Graham. If you found what I shared today valuable or you think that it would be good for a fellow business leader to listen to, then please share the episode with someone you know. Another way to help the podcast is to provide a rating and written review on your podcast app of choice. The written review is important because it helps others learn more about what we're trying to achieve. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me at any time on LinkedIn, YouTube or Instagram just by searching Bessie Graham or you can go to BessieGraham.com. I'm Bessie Graham and remember... You don't have to choose between experiencing success or having integrity in your life.